0: Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This week we are actually going to be reposting an episode that we posted back in, I believe it was April, on the Discipleship Pathway. We're actually going to be starting up our Walking with God class again, a class focused on the Discipleship Pathway and and how to read our Bibles and how to engage in prayer and how to engage in heart work. Um, and We think this is a great time for all of us to reconsider how God is calling us to go deeper in our relationship with him. So we thought this was the perfect episode for you to listen to again if you've heard it already or maybe listen to for the first time. uh, And also to encourage you to take the Walking with God class if you are able this fall. So here we go. Welcome to Cornerstones Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott with pastors Brian and Matt. Hey, hey, hey! Hello, and we are recording today's podcast from our third different room in three, in our last three podcasts. So we're wild. We're, we're just we're getting out. We're getting out. For <laughs> campus right. this
1: size, it's not as easy to that, find giant social distancing <laughs> safe <laughs> room. podcast recording rooms.
0: That's right, and 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 they're redoing. They keep redoing the carpet where we, uh, you know want to want to go so we actually are in the church in the community building we are in the church library yes. i'm not even sure if, pe- if most people know that this is here in the community building right yeah. you said that yeah, yeah
2: so it's like across from the gym over by like on the other side it's like the preschool room it's in
0: between the preschool room and the youth room
2: yeah or yeah the youth and group.
1: there's a lot of interesting things if you're up on christian culture there's a lot of interesting things happening in the library
0: each of us should just walk over and kind of blindly grab a book and then say what it is okay hold on right, i'm hold gonna on. be right yeah, back i got, right. I got you, something.
1: someone's gotta hold this down I, i'll stay here by the microphones this is scott grabs something
0: matt grabs something what do we got oh this is this i got the one year book of devotions for kids it includes keys for kids Pretty good, actually. Except it's never been checked out because it has a library card in it, but it's blank.
2: I um, I got a VHS. <laughs> because I don't know if you noticed, it there's a like VHS. There's a book. There VHS section <laughs> over there. It's all yeah. It's all it's all VHS. Um, what did you get? I got it's a movie called Apocalypse. Um, See, just on the odds, I thought you would have pulled the Bible, man. You know, know I think you haven't gotten up and gotten anything yet, but I'll read this for you. (laughs) It says a man and a woman caught in the eye of the storm dot dot dot. Okay. And it (coughs) is very exciting looking. It says shot on location on six continents bursting with action and emotion. Apocalypse is the must see Christian movie of the 90s.
0: Okay. I mean, so again, like there's some old stuff here, but again, like this, you know, Bible devotion book for kids. Brian, all right. Brian's back. I got a CD. You got a CD. What's uh, the CD? Big Daddy Weave.
2: Yeah, that's a good. That's Every a good time p- I breathe, it was checked out twice in 2008. We used Big Daddy Weave for one of our. Um,
1: oh, for one of VBS songs. VBS songs. Yeah. yeah,
2: I've never heard of Big Daddy Weave before. I'm not sure the name. We really know where the name came from. Does anyone know where the name came from?
0: No one in the room. I yeah. s- seriously, this is the first time I've ever heard of this band. In my, life. it's a band. Or yeah, an album. Christ- Christian band. band. Okay. So after Petra, but before uh, kind of like, like you s- don't even know what's happening. I, Phil, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. Before you too, <laughs> <laughs> Before you too. Before you too. That's current, modern. <laughs> I think they're after you tip, guys. There's actually a lot of really good newer work. than Michael W. Smith that's a, that's a that's as, jars that's of clay is about as new as I get. This is a very
2: niche conversation we're having right now. <laughs> yeah I think um, I think there's this there's room be a brings lot it people out of blessed us. by
0: this this room brings it out of there us. there
2: are some really good books as well before we you know before y- you think we're you know we're just picking out certain things there, there are, are some actually. really actually very excellent books in here so if you ever get a chance to come back on campus and look through the library here there are uh, some diamonds in the rough if you will. Hmm
0: it is true there's and, a lot of good stuff in here. and actually it probably the, the other thing it brings to mind and we you know uh, all kidding aside actually the, when, we, when we came in here it made us rem- think about the light who normally yeah. meet in here which, which are our oldest um the, the oldest members of our church uh by and large they, they met in a group here every sunday and and just a just a reminder i think just to be praying for them um i think there's a we've in in contact, and uh, I was actually just talking with Pastor Jim about this, uh, and I think a lot of them are doing really well, mm-hmm. um, and the Lord's been super gracious. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, a, a uniquely. I think we all think about like the unique challenge this is to like different life stages, and that's that's definitely one
2: that um, this room misses them.
0: It, it, does.
2: Oh, w- it does. Oh wait a minute! I found another book here. Um... <laughs> this looks like a good one it's L- loving messy people that's amazing that's a great book
1: Are, but we, you I shouldn't think, come here to get that one you should buy that one. we should can buy that, that one,
2: one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been loaned out it's done Can we promo
0: but. this in every single podcast yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> i don't know i just you know i just saw it and thought it was a good book to promo so. i think when you release a <laughs> book
1: during a global pandemic that we get to promo it wherever we want yeah fair I mean, enough yeah. Fair
0: I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Considering, I mean, <laughs> considering this podcast. As one who's released a book into a global <laughs> yeah. pandemic, I'll take it.
2: Considering this podcast has reached uh, over 3 million people in the last two weeks, I think it's a good opportunity <laughs> <laughs> for us to share. Three people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did I, what three did I say? People. <laughs> I'm sorry. Numbers are not my thing. <laughs> I've downloaded it at least three times. So, so this week. I always slow down right when it gets to my jokes, and I like, ooh, here comes a good one. <laughs>
0: Is that, narciss-
2: is that narcissism? I don't know. Do <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I have a problem? I think it's just enjoyment. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, It's just, yeah. just, just <laughs>
0: thorough enjoyment. <laughs> so today, we're, we're not here to talk about the room, as enjoyable as it is. Um, we're going to talk about the discipleship pathway, actually. And the discipleship pathway is something we've been uh, talking about for a couple of years now um, and have uh, structured our classes around it. And I, I, I think as we even as pastors as we came together to think through and pray through like what the church needs most right now really there there became a, a a real consensus that what actually what the church needs most right now is the the fundamentals of the christian life right is the the reminders and the tools and how to relate to god and how to relate to one another and to strive to apply those um to apply those those same principles just in a slightly different context right and so so w- this is why we're going to be focusing on the disciples of pathway actually over the summer we're gonna be o- offering our classes we'll, we'll talk some more about that but before we get there I wanted to talk a little bit about why like why we think that's important I think there there's there's a way that a response I think that even, I, I think a lot of us could have in our hearts when we hear like okay what are we gonna focus on what do we need to hear we need to, okay, we need to talk about Bible prayer <laughs> Artwork, living in community, right mission, and people are like, like, duh, like those are the things I know. Like, I need something new for this time. Right? I need something fresh to like equip me for this. What? Why? Why the discipleship pathway, and specifically in a time like this?
1: I think it's easy to it's easy to miss, but it, I think it's I don't know if I can overemphasize how important I think it is. I mean, I, on the one hand, like discipleship and following Christ and the various things encapsulated by the pathway are meant to be kind of the, the driving force and the focus of your life. And so in the midst of a time like this, it's easy to get distracted from that. Mm. So all of a sudden you're focusing on something other than what you would say is like the most massively important thing um, in the center of who you are and, and why you exist and what you're meant to do. But then at the same time, like your life as a disciple is also what makes sense of and helps you navigate times like this. And all these things so when you neglect it you're actually neglecting the thing that can sort of help you navigate this the most because we can be pretty easily overwhelmed by all of like the changes and how they you know have lasted so that when someone asks like hey how are you <laughs> like yeah. it can be difficult to answer you end up answering with however you felt what you, what you feel in the moment or whatever like comes to mind or how tired you are because you yourself don't really know like and the pathway gives you the ability to say like here's how I'm actually doing, if not to other people, then at least to yourself. And all of that, I think, is because the pathway is not meant to be just like uh, 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 an exercise that mm-hmm. you sort of adopt that's sort of pragmatically helpful. It's 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 a distillation of what God tells us like about our life. And so that w- we're looking at what the Bible says and how God would direct us. And it's meant to point us back to Scripture and God and his interactions with us that are meant to be that kind of cornerstone piece of what it means to be and live as a Christian, especially in times of a pandemic. So for me, right now is the time to talk about this because it's the time we're most likely to miss it, and also we need it the most.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what you touched on that I think is really helpful is that what is needed most is not the pathway itself. It's God himself, right? Like what you, what is needed the most in a time of pandemic is God himself, and the pathway that we have outlined is a, a it's helpful for you to interact with and relate to God in the way that the Bible describes a relationship with God is. And so that's why I think it's super helpful. And you're you're right on the nose there, Brian. And
1: I think that helps people. I think the idea of connecting with God, you know, and, and living out in the world in a way that's true and right and spiritually sound for a lot of people sounds really nice right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of the best ways, I think, to get your arms around that and be able to pursue that even in the midst of all that's going on.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that that actually bears out as we look at not, not necessarily the discipleship pathway as a whole, but as we look at just the different components. And so I think, I think like, why it, maybe it'd be helpful, and it, maybe even just an encouragement this week, if just in a really brief way, we kind of walk through the components of the discipleship pathway and touch on why they're so central now and what engaging them, engaging in them, maybe uniquely in this season, looks like. What can
2: we? I mean, we, it's a podcast, so we How can't like, draw. How many parts? Can you tell people to close their eyes, Scott, and then draw? <laughs> if, you, if you're driving, just pull over and, and close your Maybe, eyes, and then will you draw it for them?
0: There's a whiteboard
2: there's, in this room. Yeah, that's not going to work, Scott. No, but it's there's a podcast. A,
0: there's a whiteboard in this room.
2: Uh, yes, if it's not going to work. Our, but guys,
0: there's a whiteboard. Okay,
2: <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows this, room. but Scott <laughs> loves whiteboards. He loves them. It's actually in his will that he would like to be buried with a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> just in case he's got someone to teach we have thought about and
1: not entirely joking creating a room where the walls are whiteboards mm. yes it's
0: like my dream
2: yeah
1: it's so like the, dream. that's like
0: the brainstorm room yeah. it really is i have been missing it so much at at home actually i like took one of those gi- those pads of like gigantic sticky pads and like posted them all over uh well, actually, there's a bunch of them on my family room wall right now, and and there's I'm a bunch sure of them Laura outside. Loves that. Dude, Laura you know must what? Love
2: it. It's, it's life. Yeah. It's quarantine life. Yeah.
0: Just making it happen. <laughs> life <laughs> with Scott. All
2: right. So. So we got to describe for so people yeah, because if you so don't know what the disciples pathway is, you got to describe right. them. So, so
0: there's 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 six components, but there's there's three components, and we'll talk about the uh, there's technically eight, and we'll talk about. The, so 638 okay <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a, is great, start. a great, great start great start look
1: some things are complicated <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> so imagine a pathway
2: <laughs> okay so we'll post this th- we'll post st- this with a with a picture <laughs> too this, re- this is this is good, really good. so does anyone have it i think we're good I, I now i think we're good i think, I think good. at this think point we're good <laughs>
0: so there's there, there's three components three main basic components to our relationship with god Right, and the three main components we see from scripture are Bible, right, listening to and learning from God and His Word, prayer, speaking to and relating to God, Do we pray it speaking relating to, okay, and heartwork, right, internalizing and applying what we've learned from Him. So, our relationship with God involves basically talking, listening, and internalizing, right. Um, so, in in the in the listening portion, in in hearing from God in his word. What, why is that so important right now? And what does that maybe look like unique to this season? We've actually talked a
1: little bit about this in the previous podcasts, yeah. Um, yeah. in as much as I think that one of the things that can go away really quickly, that can be hard to maintain for a lot of us when things are sort of quote unquote normal, is that set aside time for not just like reading quickly, but listening and meditating on what God's saying, like like not just in a sense, not just reading, but listening Mm -hmm. and listening deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in this time in particular, when those structures are gone, you can find yourself not able to do that. And also not really inclined to pursue it Mm -hmm. because of what you feel is going on in other parts of your life. And so when you feel like, I mean, if you imagine having sort of someone directing you through your life and helping you see things you can't see, and then all of a sudden, you just stop listening to that and that that gets closed off to you somehow in a time when you don't really know what's going on and things feel new and different and difficult. That's just, that's not great. That that, that sounds anxiety producing and difficult and like added struggle. And so the idea of Bible of listening to and learning from God and his word right now is particularly important because it takes away that barrier and it gives you engagement with that God who can speak to you, And address you and help you see things you don't see and ground you in the middle of all this
0: yeah and and i think think that's where it's it's so um it's so key to think about this in terms of a relationship right because it if it's bible's like the task I have to do or you know one of the things on my checklist I need to do today to get through the day then it it doesn't carry that same weight but when we remember that we have a relationship with God and this is how he's talking to us right it it takes a whole nother weight and and I do think actually when I when we were when I was preparing for this podcast I so I was like you know what that's it's going to feel a little bit repetitive right I think we're going to be repeating a lot of the things we've said over the last few weeks but I also felt like I mean just this weekend I feel like I've been realizing and internalizing even some of the things we've been talking about for weeks like for the first time I was struggling a lot last week and I'm like, like what what's going on I'm just like dragging and dragging like emotionally and mentally too and I had to come back to these exact same things, right? the same things we've been talking about that I I think actually it it bears repetition. And what we need isn't something like a new trick, right? We we need uh, to come back again and again and again to these same things. Yeah, I
2: I think we talked about this in the last one about uh, meditation and we were talking about meditating on a lot of the things of the world and the news of the world kind of entices you to meditate on those things. And we said the only way out of that is to set your meditation and your heart upon The eternal truths that God offers in His Word, and that's what it means to hear from God's Word, right? To hear from Him, to hear from God Himself, and and I would say we didn't talk about this, but uh, on the even before we get to Bible, we have gospel motivation on the front end, right? Of our the whole pathway, you know, we're talking about each each individual component, but at the beginning of this is this gospel motivation that says, "Hey, remember what Christ has done for you in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Remember what." Jesus has done. Remember who he is and what he's done to rescue you and save you. And then nurture yourself and your soul in Mm. how he speaks to you in this time. And it's completely necessary in a world that is constantly trying to bombard you to meditate on other things.
0: So actually you stole my structure. Because uh, I was going to go back there, but I actually think I think you're right. Actually, I think the the reason you mentioned it was because I think there's a ten- I think there's a tension of talking about these things, talking about a relationship with God, without talking about our gospel motivation first. And so ma- maybe I think we need to start there, even maybe more even more fully as we think about like how do we like uh, what draws us in to this relationship with God? Like what is it that draws our desire to talk with Him? To listen to him, mm-hmm. right? To relate to him, because I think that e- even in a time like this, I think it's easy to fall into the traps of like, well, I just I just need him, right? Or like, or you know, he's the way that, that I can get by, or he's the one who's gonna like fix this, or which again, like, there, there's there's a lot of truth in that, but ultimately, what draws us into a relationship with God is the grace of the gospel, is the message of Jesus Christ, is the hope we have in um in him through christ because of the power of his forgiveness because of the power of his grace that he continues to pour on us and and that that draws us in and, th- and that we find in scripture right? we find reminders of in scripture when we go to it
2: well and i think i mean i would say um one just i want to publicly apologize for stealing your structure i mean i think that's very
1: um uh, i'm still not sure how it all how that worked
2: yeah well but uh, one of the interesting things hey oh Scott. Okay. it worked perfectly in my head okay yeah well but one of the things that i think that is important about the gospel motivation part of the discipleship pathway is that it's not just the thing you start at and then you go to the other things so there's a sense in which for us as we discuss this weaving it into every one of the categories i think is actually really important Mm -hmm. and uh is perhaps i I, you know how to who am i (laughs) but i think it's a better structure than whatever structure (laughs) you had um going into this so the idea that like the gospel motivates i was gonna say that
0: i was gonna i was gonna give you kudos for that point oh yeah but you stole it yourself oh well so it's it's fine yeah i'm still
1: not sure what's being stolen Am I not following it? No, I, it I think it was matter. the wrong. It was the
0: wrong word. Stole, was, steal okay. was the wrong word. It, it was, was. It, it was a uh, ruin. Was the word for ruin? <laughs> Did abandoned? You ruin your structure. Yeah, I don't know. ruined, <laughs> yeah. decimated, <laughs>
2: destroyed, <laughs> undercut. All of those things would work. I'm on thesaurus.com.
0: I was That's thinking. Fun. All I was th- stole isn't the right word, but I was thinking. You know what? We're gonna get back to gospel motivation later. Like kind of secondary. But I think Matt, your point is exactly right, actually. And I think and this is where like it's because it's this, it's this uh, feedback loop, right? That like when we go to His word, it reminds us of who he is and who we are, what he's done. and it and, it's, and it feeds the flame of our when we pray to him, when we internalize, when we engage in community and are reminded from one another, right? it all of this stokes the fires of our of our love for him in through the gospel and it's that desire in the gospel that that again like pushes out into all of these different ways of serving him and ways of loving him and expressing our love to him and so i, I anyways i whatever all, the words all humor all you're, humor aside, all humor aside you're, actually, you're dead on i mean no you're dead on and i think i think it's a it's a great it's a, it's a great point so so okay so we t- talked about listening from god what about talking to him what like, what about having being reminded after being reminded of after always sounds like one step comes before the other. But again, it's, this, it's, this, it's, it's an ongoing relationship. But as we are reminded of who he is and we we respond to him, we, we speak to him, we uh, lament to him, we confess to him, we praise him, we thank him, we rejoice in him. Like what? why is not just listening to him, but actually talking, actually taking the time to talk to him Um, I was gonna say talk back to him, but not talk back to him, but (laughs) talk to him. Uh, Why? Why is that? Why why is that so key in this? In this, this too. I mean,
1: the the verse that I keep coming back to is out of Psalm uh, sixty two, which talks about pouring out your heart before God. He's a refuge for us, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think right right now, uh, in a weird way, you know, Zoom calls aside and everything Mm -hmm. else, um, we don't have a lot of people to talk to. It feels, diff. A, a, a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah, And even if you do have a lot of people to talk to, there always feels like there's more to talk about mm. than some of that stuff. And so the the idea of you know confidant is a little cliche or trite, but the idea of having someone who not only you can talk to, but who wants to hear from you, and wants to hear from you about all of the things that might not rise above the um the level of importance. That might get them into the answer to how are you doing or I hope this email finds you well or you know or wow. whatever
2: like you're getting yeah. in like, these uncertain times yeah,
1: yeah it's like there's there's just something about prayer that beca- if you don't you tend to not understand its effects when you miss it hmm. um, but they do show up they don't, you don't always tie them back to the fact that you're not praying but that but that's what it is mm-hmm. and so the ability to have someone to, to whom you can pour out your heart in such a way that you feel like you have a refuge when everyone else is also scrambling, a, a God with infinite resources is pretty amazing to talk to, because it means that y- you're—he's never pressed for time, um, and he's never pressed for like attention. Mm-hmm. And so there's just there's a lot to that that I think draws us to him and makes us understand why prayer, just meditating on his word, which you know tends to lead to prayer, but just doing that isn't quite all of what what he's asking us to do and what he's offering to us in himself.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you used a word that. I would love to key in on the idea of refuge. Um, And I think throughout the Bible, you have this, this image of uh, a God that we can hide ourselves in. Um, You know, you have um, uh, Abraham hiding in the the cleft of the rock. You have, you have all these scenarios. You have even, I mean, even Noah and the flood in the sense of like the ark as a refuge from the storms. And some of that in the Bible and the imagery describes um, us hiding ourselves in him in The midst of, uh, you know, for example, uh, receiving wrath for our sins. For example, we hide ourselves in Christ to protect ourselves from, um, uh, to be protected from the the wrath that we deserve for our sins. But there's also tons of examples all throughout the Bible of finding your refuge in God in the midst of circumstances of life that are hard. Um, David constantly prayed um, constant psalms about finding our refuge in him, constantly talking about um, hiding ourselves in him in the midst of this chaotic time in the midst of um, something that we are out of our control things are out of our control we feel um, uh, helpless maybe powerless having a refuge that you can hide yourself in is what praying to God looks like I think in this time And and we've talked about this too in this sermon series on knowing God we've talked about the fact that Knowing God is not just some sort of academic exercise. It's a relational connection. And a relationship is not just knowing things about God, but being known by him. And there's this freedom and this joy that can come from the God of the universe looking at you, knowing everything about you, and you being open and vulnerable with him. And he wraps his arms around you and receives you and loves you and cares for you in the midst of a time when the world is just falling apart. It Mm -hmm. feels like it's falling apart. There's
1: a connection that's easy to miss, I think, for all of us there between... Prayer and refuge. Mm. The idea of refuge, like, I don't know, if you, if you go into an actual, you know, cave, like, your experience of the refuge is by looking at the cave and touching the walls of the cave. But when you're talking about God being your refuge, an immaterial God, um, you experience it in the way that He protects you in certain ways. But in the Bible, you see that connection a lot to praying. You experience the refuge of God by talking to Him, by communing with Him, and by realizing, in a sense, um, through prayer, that he is a refuge for you in that way, mm-hmm. and so it's it's just kind of a fascinating thing that if you you might say, well, God has yeah, refuge for me, and like, cool, and then just kind of go about your day. No, the way that that becomes in a sense a reality, a, a perceived reality in your life, is often through prayer, and you see that because David's the guy writing the Psalms, you know yeah. these sorts of things. Yeah. And,
2: and for I mean, the it, record, by the way, it's Moses in the cleft of the rock. I said Abraham, but I was wrong. Just mea culpa on that one. <laughs> Corrections and retractions. Corrections and retractions.
0: <laughs> so you know it's um it's interesting because it also makes me think of <clears throat> like a, a lot of the psalms right that that deal with difficult situations. And people oftentimes ask like how do I how do I get from that place where like how long oh Lord are you gonna forget me forever? Like how do I get to there to the end of the psalm where he's praising God and thanking God for his his uh, f- for his graciousness and for his provision and. And it it starts. It, I mean, the answer is prayer, right? It's it's not it's by not just feeling those things, not just thinking those things, but actually expressing them to God, verbalizing them to God, opens the door that leads us to as we relate to Him, remember uh, what kind of God it is that we're praying to, and who He is. And so and so, okay. So we're talking about Bible and prayer. The third component in the discipleship pathway that relates to our relationship with God is is heart work, What we call heartwork, basically internalizing uh, and applying what we've learned, it, taking the time to to meditate on, meditate on it in a way that uh, we strive to really engender that genuine worship of God and and transform our thought lives, transform our our, our hearts and things like that. And so, my I guess. The, this is actually one of those things I think maybe is less obvious in a time like this. Right? People are like, oh, well, okay, yes, I know I need to to uh, read my Bible. Okay, I know. Matt's like taking pictures now.
2: I'm taking a video. I'm going to post it when they post this. <laughs> awesome. Just, I post give, it where? On Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract everyone. I was trying to do it quietly. <laughs> I thought people might want to see. It was, yeah, audibly, it was very quiet. <laughs> Visually. This is a podcast. <laughs> is there still? The we are actually so, here. Are we? Go ahead. Please. All right. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys?
0: So, so, heart work, right? But I think heart work's actually a lot a lot less obvious, right? So, Bible, right? Like, oh, okay. Yes, I know I need to read my Bible. I need to, be, need to be relating to God. Yes, I need to be praying. But, like, wait, is now actually, I think sometimes people would feel is now actually the time for transformation is now actually the time to like really try to meditate on truth in a way that, that changes my heart. Like, shouldn't I just read my Bible and pray and try to survive and not worry about heart work in a time like this?
1: Yeah, that I I think that's, that's totally true. I think it shows us that we often think about heart work and growth in general, kind of like there's a way that feels like an add on Mm. or like pursuing more than you have to. Like, like you're good the way you are. And so, when a crisis hits, look, don't try and grow. It's sort of like uh, almost as though you're training for like a marathon. It's uh-huh. like, well, look, you know, when a crisis hits, marathon training is probably get off the table. When more, it, it's better understood as health, like general spiritual health. Heart work mm-hmm. is, is about maintaining spiritual health and improving that health in a way that isn't just like, well, I want to go r- do an extracurricular activity. And so, for things like heart work right now, this is the time that the like the genesis of heart work is stuff like this mm-hmm. where you are realizing, Oh, there are areas of unhealth in my responses to these things, my responses to myself, to my friends, to my circumstances, to God, to whatever. And now is the time to, to not do heart work is to say, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this at all. I want to just kind of let it fester. And there's a way that's just not being kind to yourself. Like to be kind to yourself is to say, Yeah, let me let me address these things as God is providentially bringing them up, Um, not so I can go jump higher and run faster, but so I can live a life of spiritual health before him and Mm -hmm. grow closer to him and experience more of him in the process.
2: Yeah, I I, I, so there's a lot to be said here. I I preached a sermon probably like two years ago that was loosely based on the Bible about um, this. survival
1: that's that's our our, our litmus test <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right yeah it was it was the cycles
2: of survive he didn't and preach thrive. for three oh, yeah, months yeah, yeah. He didn't preach for this. three months after that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well you know <laughs> uh there's a survive and thrive cycle where like mm. there's times of you're in survival mode and you're just kind of trying to make it work and i think um for a lot of people right now there's a survival mode mentality right we think about growing as Something we do when we're thriving, Mm -hmm. not something we do when we're just surviving, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just hanging in there. And um, I I think I get that. I I think that the inclination of that and then kind of the natural feeling of that, like, "Ah, is this a time where I should be growing? But what's interesting is this is a very, very powerful time for you to see what's going on in your heart that maybe normal circumstances Mm -hmm. of life can hide or cover over this is a time where maybe certain things, certain issues that you didn't even realize were as big as they actually are, can be exposed. And that exposure feels frustrating and feels like you're going backwards. But sometimes, um, actually all the time, that's what growth looks like in the Christian life is you first kind of need to see what's, what's there, what's in my heart, like Brian, you were saying, and then take it to the Lord and allow repentance and growth to, to happen in that context. And so, as much as it feels like this is just a survival time of holding on, I think it's also has to be seen as an opportunity for you to um, identify and see what is going on in your heart and let God um, begin working on those things, confessing, repenting, working through those. But I, I'm sure you guys have a lot more no, thoughts on that.
0: I think that's exactly it. I think that there's, I think that that assumption that like, you know what? Now I'm just trying to survive. Like it's not really time. I, I think that that comes out of actually, I think, a deep-seated assumption that situations like this are irredeemable. Like, we just need to survive it. It's just bad. Like, there's no—you can't redeem it. There's no good that can come out of it. Like, it's just bad, and so we just need to get through it. Um, but God steps into every situation, uh, no matter how difficult. And, and the grace of his gospel is a redemptive grace. It says, I can and I will redeem uh, every situation for those who trust in me, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna turn something ugly into something beautiful. Like that, that's what he does, um, and I mean it makes me think of of Romans five, right, where he ta- talks about how you know we can rejoice in suffering because suffering produces endurance endurance produces character and character produces hope and i think that sometimes people read that and they think like oh like what doesn't kill you makes you makes you stronger <laughs> right but that, that's not what god's saying right it's, it's not he's not just saying you know what oh hard stuff's good don't worry tough it out but he's painting a picture for what his redemption of dark and difficult times looks like and and the redemption and, and the most significant redemption that he does in times like this is through, or is in the context of our hearts, and, and so that 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 heart work again, it's it's not even necessarily something that like you go, okay, I'm gonna you know check out my or uh, log my thirty minutes of heart work today, but but it's a it's an awareness that comes through meditating on scripture, striving to not just remember it so that you can get through, but striving to internalize it because you know you you have an expectation. That God wants to grow character in you. He wants to redeem this by growing character in you. And and therefore, as he as as he, as you see him produce that, as you see him answer that prayer, it gives you hope. Right? It reinforces you and, and it gives you a hope that that brings a joy that you're like, oh wait, no, he is real. Like he is redeeming even, even this.
2: I think there. I think every time you hit the table, I think there's like a a, a sound. Oh, sorry, that. That does right. sound great. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, just in case people were wondering, what is that like banging noise? It's got like can't, passion. Can't, just, can't. What you're not hearing not is passion. Gesticulating. My,
0: hands. my 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 kids were trying to. Be like, Can you just like? Can you talk with your hands like sitting on your hands? Can you do that? Oh, I don't think so. So. All right. Given that we're at about
1: 35 minutes right now, it seems like we're going to part two of this. Are we at
2: 35? Because we're, we're halfway through this. We had like 15 minutes on the front end of just so, looking through. And stuff. speaking
1: of which, uh-huh. I do think that there's a bit of, we can kind of close this one off coming all the way around because okay. Okay. you do look around a room like this and it is it is very dated hmm. and it's very easy to look around and, and kind of see things that to us kind of make you smile and, and they're genuinely funny and someone will do the same thing f- to us in future generations with loving messy so, people. <laughs> so Matt found a cassette <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which again like so there there are ways that for uh, yeah for mm-hmm. us people will come in and they will have good-natured fun about how dated something looks. Yeah. But a library like this mm. signifies a generation of people who did the things we're talking about. And so, as much as we can smile yes. and chuckle at, at what's here I, I, in good-natured fun, yeah, yeah, the yeah. reality is, like in this room, you you see a generation of people who cared about these things and cared yeah. enough to build a library like this and to put up the wood paneling and uh-huh. and, and to try and pass this on to future generations. And yeah. so, when, when we're talking about, they saw crazy times too. Yes, like they, they they lived this because we're we're one giant body of Christ. And so, in some ways. You smile coming in here and you look at VHS tapes because now we have streaming and all this stuff. all but you also come in here and you realize that the things we're talking about are eternal and they go through all sorts of different crazy circumstances like we're standing on the shoulders of a lot of giants yeah. and this room shows us. And so it's a beautiful thing to know that we're entering into something with a great cloud of witnesses, like Hebrews says, mm-hmm. um, of people who are cheering us on in this time and cheering us on not in terms of, hey, make it through. You make sure you get some sleep. They're cheering us on in our relationship with God and mm-hmm. our care for him and our heart work and our growth towards him. Like they, they care mm-hmm. about how we are handling ourselves. They have compassion on us and they're spurring us on and encouraging us. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing.
0: No, it absolutely is. It absolutely. And, and I think they're like they're speaking in that way to us and, and saying, look, we, not only did we survive it, but like we became more like Christ through it too, Amen. right? And God redeemed those times, right? He redeemed those times that came before we were ever born that were more difficult than anything we will ever experience, right? He, he redeemed those in the building and growing and establishing of his church. Uh, not, not in a building sense, but in a, in a, a people sense and so we we get to take the next step and so i think there's a th- there's a confidence for us standing on the shoulders not just of the you know long time ago saints but even the generation and the generations that have come bef- the ones that have come before us and the ones that have come before that uh that remind us that times like this <laughs> god's kept this promise every single time He's done it every single time, and he is going to do it again. He will redeem whatever is going on uh, in your life right now and use it to make you and to make us more and more like Christ.
2: Scotty, will you close us out by kind of sharing the vision for the summer of kind of what yeah. the, the, uh, the summer is replacing the summer seminars? Is we, that okay?
0: Should we do that now, or should we uh, do it in the next one? Because I think we might.
2: I think we should do it now and okay. in the next one. Awesome. Because what if o- someone only listens to one of them? That's a great point
0: so with that we'll end the episode there but in order to sign up for the walking with god class this fall uh, you can either do so in realm or you can do so by uh emailing june j-o-o-n at cornerstone it's a great way to go deeper in your relationship with god and is going to be um specifically geared for this uh for this season how we relate to god how we dig in deeper with god during this season so we hope you'll join us for that i promise that during that there won't be a bunch of birds in the background like there are in my backyard when i'm recording this but um this is the quality that comes with covid so we hope you have a great week and we'll see you virtually on sunday